We appreciate you. You matter. Your work is valued here. These are all expressions of gratitude. And today in Radiance and Resilience, with our focus on crushing Goliath and all of the giant people problems that exist, Dr. Kay and I explore gratitude and how to show appreciation to those who come into work every day and really put forth all the effort that's necessary to produce at the highest level expected. It's also an important part of what we need to be doing with those we love, who we live with, who we socialize with, who we hang out with on a regular basis. It's so easy to take for granted the people who are closest to us because oftentimes we think they already know how much we appreciate them. But studies show people really want to hear it. So how do we slay ungratefulness? Well, Hear about it today in today's Radiance and Resilience episode where Dr. K and I help you to continue to slay those people problems. And one great way to do it is to show your gratitude. Hear more about it on the other side of the break. Respect, understanding, accountability, The strongest and best interactions in life between individuals and teams is when these three actions are practiced. Problems arise when people feel disrespected or when misunderstandings occur or when accountability is lacking on all sides. Worse, when there is no recovery plan to get through the harm that's experienced, relationships suffer. But there is a plan that will preserve those all-important relationships on the job and at home. It can be found in the pages of my latest book, Crushing Goliath, Winning Practices for Slaying Giant People Problems. I'm Betty Parker, and after 17 years in the training and development arena, I've learned what it takes to close the gaps and disagreements. I share those lessons in Crushing Goliath in the form of reflection questions, case studies, and practical methods. Whether in a book club, with a study partner, or in individual study, you can actualize the recommended practices for all kinds of people problems. Get your copy at crushinggoliath.com and slay the giants that threaten the health of your relationships. You can't afford to wait any longer. Get your copy now. Welcome back to another episode of Radiance and Resilience. I am Betty Parker, your host, joined for our final episode with Dr. K. Unfortunately, I have to say unfortunately because this has been such a wonderful ride these past several weeks, enjoying all of the great wisdom that she's been sharing and just hearing her beautiful voice tell us about what we need to do in terms of becoming our greater selves and being those giant slayers we want to be. So Dr. Kate, thank you and welcome back one more time to Radiance and Resilience. Thank you so much, Ben. It is so bittersweet. It's just been such an amazing journey to spend these uh, sessions with you um, and to come along with you um, through this amazing book that you've written, this tremendous resource. I'm so grateful and proud of what you have created. And I just know that it is going to really speak to the masses. I am excited for the reader as they pick this up and really step into it and have these answers to questions that they've been asking. And here it is right here in what you've written. And so it's been such an honor to have this time to share with you. And um, I am just very, very grateful. 
Oh, so much, so much appreciation in uh, that. I really, really do appreciate um, just, you know, sticking it out with me too, because I know you're very busy. There's a lot of work to be done and so many different aspects of what you do. So taking the time out of your very, very busy schedule to help us out um, is much appreciated. And you said a word that's going to sum up this episode. You said grateful. And I think you mentioned the word gratitude. And I'm going to dub this our gratitude Mm. episode. I remember when I was going through my master's program (laughs) and (laughs) you were one of my professors and you would start off our classes with what are you grateful for? That was the one question we had to answer. And I have to say to people, you know, I don't often think about what I'm grateful for. I, you know, we kind of go through life so busy going from one thing to the next, making sure that we are, you know, doing the work of, you know, existing that we don't often stop long enough to say, you know, to be very intentional about taking inventory of the great things that are happening in our lives. Now, from a Christian perspective, which I am, I learned to be grateful and to say thank you, you know, in my prayers for what blessings that I have, but to really count those blessings and to think about them, you know, specifically and intentionally, I must confess, I don't do that enough. So when you would Mm -hmm. pose that question to us as students, it forced me to stop for a minute and think about those things that I'm grateful for. And so Dr. K, the one thing I wanted to end the book with was, you know, trying to get leaders to think about how they incorporate that in their leadership. Because too often I hear from employees who feel like they are taken for granted, that they're not appreciated. You mentioned in a couple episodes and that they feel valued. And in order for people to feel valued, they need to feel like they're being seen and heard. And so if we're not careful as leaders, we can be, um, I guess, we can overlook people and the great work that they do. I'm going to read just a little bit from page 120 in chapter eight, I think this is. And I mean, sorry, chapter nine, and this is our, our eighth, uh, there are eight practices that you'll learn about when you get crushing Goliath, winning practices for slaying giant people problems. And this last one is all about celebrating the wins that exist on any team and in any organization. And at the top of page 120, it says, one of the biggest mistakes that leaders make is not having a formalized plan for acknowledging people when their work performance is outstanding. There has been extensive research done over decades that confirmed that showing appreciation is a strong extrinsic motivator, whether on the job or at home, people want to be appreciated for grinding hard every day, especially when their hard work is benefiting someone other than themselves. So Dr. K, since you are the queen of gratitude, (laughs) help us to understand how we make that a focal point in our lives. Well, I thank you for that, Betty. And I'd like to go back to kind of why I believe what I believe um, as it relates to gratitude. Uh, Like you, uh, first and foremost, I um, believe that it's so critically important for us to express gratitude as a Christian woman. um, and, And, you know, gratitude is so deeply rooted in my faith. Um, but also 
I came across a study that Penn State did. Um, Penn State did a longitudinal study where they were studying happiness. Mm. And out of their study, this longitudinal study that they did over time, they discovered that the practice of gratitude is what really was transformational, not just kind of those moments of being grateful, but the practice of gratitude. And what they discovered is that people who practice gratitude were happier people. Mm -hmm. They had an elevated worldview. They had a greater sense of joy, a greater sense of peace. And certainly they just experienced kind of happiness, even when things were happening, right? They were able to hold on to this kind of joy, peace, and happiness. And they also discovered that people who practice gratitude tend to live longer. So that should be mm. motivation by itself, How right? We should be walking around going, I'm so grateful for, I'm so grateful for, I'm so grateful <laughs> I'm for. I'm adding years to my life. <laughs> Yes, yes. But just yes. kind of embodying gratitude as your practice, because here you talked about, you know, showing appreciation to others. I am a firm believer that we can't give out what we don't possess, right? And if we try, it would cause us to be, it would literally cause us to be less than authentic. And so I think it's so critically important for us to practice gratitude so that we can be a beautiful expression of gratitude as we attempt to give it to others. Mm -hmm. And that is the greatest form of appreciation. If I am authentically grateful, if I am appreciating you, you're going to feel the value of that appreciation, right? right. You're going to hear it. You're going to experience it. You're, um, you're going to, to know that it's real. And so for us to be able to give away that level of gratitude and appreciation, it behooves us to practice it and embody it for ourselves. So how do we practice it, Dr. Kate? All of that. Oh, makes I'm sense so glad me. you asked. I'm so mm -hmm. glad you asked that question. So <laughs> the practice of gratitude looks like, and, and they actually said this in the study, it is kind of that waking up, moving and being during the day and going to bed practice. And so just in practical, a, a practical way to explain it, it is just waking up and before your feet hit the floor, you are pausing to consider what you're grateful for, for that day, mm -hmm. for that moment, right? Um, as you go out uh, the door and as you have encounters throughout the day, you are still pausing to say what you're grateful for, you know, and, and sometimes have you ever been in those situations, Betty, you could be stuck in traffic or you could be going over all the things you still have to do, you know, and you're headed home, you're on the interstate or whatever, and you may see a horrific accident. And you immediately have that moment of, oh my goodness, I'm so mm -hmm. grateful, right? Mm -hmm. So just, just creating those moments throughout the day, not waiting to see something tragic or have something happen that you are saying, I'm grateful, but it is just kind of, even in the quietness of a moment, a break, you know, when you're taking a break or, mm -hmm. you know, whatever that might be, you pause to say, I am so grateful. And you reflect on what you're grateful for, 
you know, I've, I've gotten off of phone calls before work phone calls before, and I've said things like, I am so grateful. I get to do the work I get to do. Mm -hmm. You know, I've ended a coaching session and I've said, I'm so grateful for the amazing clients I get to work with. Right. I'll walk outside to get vitamin D in the middle of my work day. And I'm saying, I'm so grateful that I can feel the sunshine today on my skin. Mm -hmm. Right. So just the practice of gratitude. And then lastly, before we go to sleep at night, when when we get back in the bed, we're closing out that the day with I am so grateful for, right? Mm-hmm. And so that is the practice of gratitude. It's the living, moving, being practice of gratitude. Those moments of being grateful are fine. But when we talk about what is conducive and a catalyst for joy and happiness and peace and all of those things, it's really rooted in us having the ability to be grateful and to rejoice in various situations. I would think it also solidifies in our minds how much we have, how blessed Mm. we are. Mm. So when you're thinking about, you know, oh, how great things are for me in terms of here, I have these things, you know, in my life. And it might be, I have family, I have the love of family, I have the love of friends, I have freedom, I have opportunities to relax, I have times for doing something I enjoy. I mean, when you think, and because I'm not, I don't want us to focus on the material things. I'm talking right. about states of mind, right? Absolutely. So if you get to that point, then you start thinking and you start being able to, I would think, be able to express it more openly to other people. So if I'm grateful for, for you, Dr. K, which I am for your friendship and your, you know, everything that we've been able to accomplish together as colleagues, as friends, as sisters, Mm -hmm. and all those things that we are to one another, you know, it makes me recognize the value of our relationship. And so I become more grateful towards you and for what I have with you. If I don't stop long enough to think about that and to, you know, go through this, you know, inventory in my mind of all that we have accomplished together, I could easily take our relationship for granted. Yeah, And I think the people you take for granted are the people you're closest with, which turns out to be your family members. Mm-hmm. So we don't often say thank you enough to the people who are in our households or to our sisters and brothers, you know, we kind of say, Hey, they're related to me. So they owe me these things. No, they don't. That's right. have to do for you the things that they do for you. Yeah. Yeah, And sometimes we just feel like they know, right? Oh, they, right. They know. Right. And to your point, um, not taking the time to express that and, you know, thank you for expressing that to me. And I feel the same way about you. You know, I just said, I feel the same way about you. You notice how I did that in a complete sentence. Mm-hmm. I was with my grandsons um, a couple of weeks ago. And if I were to make a statement, um, Jacob, my middle grandson would just say same. Oh. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> Right. So same, same in keeping with the times, same. Right. But I, I, I feel the same. I I feel that same sense of gratitude and for you and our relationship and the things that we've been able to do together, as you so beautifully stated, and it does heighten the value of the relationship. Right. And 
I feel very appreciated by you. I see, I feel seen by you. I feel heard by you. Those three intrinsic needs that we express mm -hmm. that all humans need, right? Gratitude and showing appreciation and celebration. This whole chapter is about celebrating wins, right? Celebrating mm -hmm. other people and recognizing. And, and Betty, I think this is so critically important to say that celebrating others takes nothing away from us. Right. Mm -mm, that's right. Um, in fact, it adds to us because it, if it's a true spirit of celebration, think about how good you feel when you're celebrating someone right. else. Mm -hmm. Right. So it doesn't take from me. It adds to me. It, it allows me to experience a heightened sense of um, euphoria, if you will, because mm -hmm. I get to celebrate another person and that feels good to me. My brain even releases different chemicals when I'm celebrating someone else, right? right? When I'm showing mm -hmm. appreciation for someone else and it's hard to stay, you know, even in a depleted or depressed state, if we are really um, in that spirit of celebrating and valuing other people and celebrating mm -hmm. their wins. So it is also healthy for us to do that when we're giving it away for, to others. It's healthy. I, and I like that word for this particular topic. It is healthy for us to celebrate other people and to find that joy and happiness that comes from doing that. It is an act of um, good health, good mental health, good emotional health, I believe. And so to be able to do that, and like you said, Dr. K, it doesn't take anything away from that person. It is additive. And if, if, if identifying for myself the parts of my life that are complete because I am grateful for these things, it, it makes all the difference in terms of, you know, raising that joy level in my life. And so if I'm going to benefit by doing those things, well, heck yeah, I'm going to be telling everybody how much I love <laughs> and appreciate what they do, because you're right. The byproduct of that is a benefit to me. So the one thing that I hear a lot of times in the work environment is, and this isn't even from the leaders, I hear from the employees, they'll say things like, well, you know, we don't get a lot of appreciation over here, but it's okay because I don't really need it. I mean, it's my job. I have to do this. But I believe just like a lot of the data shows, people still want to know that they're appreciated, though. You don't have to throw a ticker tape parade or anything. But, you know, I, I, acknowledging people's contributions really does make a difference. Don't you think? It does. And I share with leaders. I'm so glad you mentioned that. I share with leaders that it is important for them to understand how their team wants to be appreciated, right? Mm -hmm. Some people do want the ticker tape parade. Let's be clear. They do. Right. Right. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. And then there are others who would just benefit from a gift card to Starbucks, mm -hmm. right? They don't need the, you know, the, the hoopla. They don't need it in the, in the newsletter, you know, on right. the billboard, they don't need that. And so I think, um, for me, it's important for us to understand um, how someone wants to be celebrated. I know that many, many years ago, 
um, there was a book written around the, I think it's the five love languages or whatever, Mm -hmm. but it really focuses on how people, what their love language is, kind of what Mm -hmm. is their driving thing, right? That makes them who they are. So understanding how someone else wants to be celebrated or acknowledged, I think is very special for a leader to take the time to get to know that and not do it um, just from a position of this is how I would like to be celebrated. So I'm going to celebrate everybody this way, or this is how I would like to be uh, appreciated. So I'm going to celebrate or appreciate everyone this way. It is not a one size fits all. So I think it's a great opportunity to kind of understand how how team members would want to be appreciated. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm with you on that 100%. And I think what you're saying too, in terms of taking the time mm-hmm. to figure out what's the best way to connect with people and what they want from them. Because to your point, everybody, um, you know, they don't want all, some people really get um, embarrassed by too much public recognition. But I think those one-on-ones, those side conversations, those times when we just step aside and say, hey, I just want to tell you how much I appreciate what you're doing. And, And being specific, in acknowledging people, you know, in these last eight months or so, you stuck it out with us every night, staying late, you've sacrificed so much to be a part of Mm -hmm. this particular project. And as a result of it, we were able to accomplish blah, 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 you know, so it doesn't become white noise, but being very specific about what it is that that person did. So they know that you're paying close attention to what they're doing. My love language is words of affirmation. So uh, surprise, surprise, right? I'm a big <laughs> communicator. And I love that you brought that up because we use that in our marriage series too at our church. And we try to get people to think about, you know, with folks who you are with, who you're most connected with, helping them to understand what matters to you in terms of feeling fully appreciated. Mm-hmm. So, and there's the other thing. This is the other caveat that I've seen in some of the data that's been brought uh, out. For years, people have been studying this, but what's consistent is that above money, people want to be appreciated. You know, mm-hmm. they do all these things where they ask the employees, what's your greatest job satisfaction, the factor that really impacts how you see your job and the satisfaction you get from it. And if you talk to the folks who are in leadership, they'll say it's money, number one, at the top of the list all the time. But if you talk to the employees, money's up there, but it's not a number one. You know, it's like I've been working this job every day for, you know, 20 years. I would love to just be acknowledged for doing the work and saying that you appreciate it. And I'm not ignored. I actually mm-hmm. you actually see me in this place. Right. So that's right. People I have actually it. taken um, pay decreases mm-hmm. uh, to go work at places where they yes. feel appreciated. Right. Yes, or, or, you know where they feel seen, heard, valued, right? Mm -hmm. And so you're right. It's not always about the money. Um, There's that song that, what is it? Money can't buy me love. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Right. I'd rather have the love, right? I'd rather have the love and the appreciation. And because it speaks, that speaks to our humanity. And no matter, no matter what our title is, Betty, no matter the size of our office, what mm-hmm. floor it may be written on, if we have a reserved parking spot, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, 
in every organization, in every workspace we enter, we are first showing up human. Yeah. And the acknowledgement that people are coming without all of these other labels and titles and whatever um, else we bring, we are first showing up as humans and, and making space and creating space and being intentional about space to see here, value, honor humanity. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. And that's seated at the core of slaying giants, right? Because mm-hmm. when we think about um, so much of what we talked about, when we think about just kind of this collective approach to incorporating these principles and thoughts and, you know, suggestions and questions and all of those things, it speaks to um, the internal us and the external us Mm -hmm. that serves to better equip us to slay giants in our lives. And what better way to kind of cap this off is kind of the cherry on top is sealing it with a grateful heart, right? Sealing it with a grateful heart. I think you heard me Mm -hmm. say earlier that I never say of my work, I have to. I always Mm -hmm. refer to my work as I get to. I get to, Because even on the hardest day, I can still find tremendous, tremendous honor in the fact that I get to. And so Mm -hmm. I want to also encourage the listeners who will um, listen to this podcast immediately or in even in years to come is to really embrace in your workspaces the honor, find honor. And Mm -hmm. if you cannot find honor, if you cannot approach it from a place of humility and honor, then ask the questions around you being properly aligned with where you are. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and never stay. And I will say this, never remain where you cannot find value. No, for sure. For sure. I am not going to add anything extra to that. I'm just going to say, I appreciate you, Dr. K. I am grateful for you. And I have just, I've just been so fulfilled in walking through this journey with you through all of these various episodes. I pray that other people have felt the same way or are feeling the same way that I am. And I hope we're making a difference in the lives of people. That's my my goal. Mm-hmm. And I know it's yours oftentimes too as a, a you know a purposeful leader. There's so many other aspects of the work that you do, but I know you're as people focused and oriented as I am. And as we do this hard work, and it, it really is hard work, because for us we just look at it and say, hey, why doesn't everybody just get this? You know, it's about <laughs> being kind. It's about being compassionate. It's about treating people right. But if it was that easy, everybody would be doing it and we mm-hmm. wouldn't have to have these conversations. So we'll keep preaching our little sermons. We'll keep teaching um, these types of life uh, lessons. And then we just will continue to invite people on board. So we thank all of you for being a part of it. Tune in one more time with me next week at 10 a.m., when we wrap, we really do wrap up everything related to everything you've heard from Dr. K. It won't be repetitive. It's definitely going to be additive. So make sure you tune in because there's so many great things at the end of this that I want to share with you. So many different um, tools that you'll be able to get uh, uh, through uh, my website. 
And uh, we just want to hear from you as well. So make sure you leave us a message and tell us what your experience has been up to this point. Dr. K, I'm wishing you great things. I know we'll be in touch uh, along the way, but thank you so much for your commitment to this work. Thank you, Betty. It has been a tremendous honor. I appreciate you so much. And I expect amazing outcomes for this uh, contribution that you have now put out into the world. Yes, ma'am. Well, we're going to try to make it do what it do. (laughs) 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 All right. You enjoy it. We'll talk later. Bye. The workshop is on its way. You've heard about it in previous episodes. Now, finally, it's time for the workshop that teaches how to slay giant people problems. Beginning the first Thursday in September and occurring every Thursday through the end of the month, we'll be holding two workshops virtually, one at 2 p.m. Eastern time and one at 7 p.m. Eastern in the U.S., When you sign up for the workshop that teaches how to slay giant people problems, you're registering to attend two weeks of training. These sessions will be held the first two weeks of September and then repeated the last two weeks of the month. In these interactive sessions, you'll learn concepts from the book taken to a deeper level with calls to action. By the end of your two weeks, you will have an action plan in place to fix at least one relationship issue. Each session is 90 minutes and comes with a workbook. The book Crushing Goliath is sold separately and can be purchased at crushinggoliath.com. Register for the workshop on our website at thesharpersolution.com by scrolling down to the middle of the homepage where you'll find the book. Click on the Learn More button to be taken to the registration form. We can't wait to help you crush the giants in life. Sign up today.